Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What's poppin' congregation? It's your girl, Lacey Mosley, and we're back for another installment of Scam Goddess, the podcast all about robbery, fraud, and those who practice it. Sometimes we love them, sometimes we hate them. And y'all know, if you listen to this podcast, I'm very what? Yes, parasocial girlies! What's up, blues, clues, baddies? Yes, I'm very excited, thrilled, elated even for today's guest. Today we have an amazing guest on the show. She's a comedian, writer, and actress. <laughs> you can check out her hilarious Netflix, come on Netflix, special entitled, If You Didn't Want Me Then, and it is out now. Congregation, please welcome Beth Stelling to the show. Hello, Beth. Hi, Lacey. Thank you so much for having me in that amazing intro. Of course. Thank you so much for being here. We have been uh, cult, cult, uh... Cult acquaintances circulating. I feel like the last time I saw you was Glargo. <laughs> oh yes, it was. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I was like on ten. I like popped backstage and <laughs> was like with Jared, just acting a fool. <laughs> I like that spot. I do like that spot, especially I'm, just it's a different vibe than say a comedy club, right? Or like UCB yeah. or like yeah. It's I have never actually performed at the Largo, which is shocking to me. You'll have to. I know. I'm gonna have to go pull up there. Yeah, I was gonna say because like they were you, you're improv. I'm not, but yeah. and you're very. good. I mean, I do stand up too. Yeah, but you you they have those improv shows that I feel like. Yeah, they do. They do a lot of improv shows there. I don't know why I've never performed there. It's I just mean you have random. like way more chances to get up there because like you can do either you do it all oh man Beth I mean you do a lot you do a lot honey you be in these streets I feel like they make you you know what I mean like you get here and you're like I'm a stand-up comic and then if you get representation they're like um so we're gonna need you to make money um we need to write a (laughs) script and act and do all these things oh child you start getting to do everything I mean I guess we all you get it yeah I do but it's kind of a scam because I feel like back in the day Actors used to like get a TV show and then they would just do that TV show and then maybe, you know, they do movies or whatever, but they would have like one job at a time. That would be nice. I have like 12 jobs. And I'm like, what happened? I have more (laughs) jobs than a Jamaican. How did I get here? How? Like, literally, I know, and people praise it, which, of course, they should. It's amazing that you're so busy. I'm, gl- I'm but blessed. it's also, I'm just, not rebuking I know you're God, not. don't take it back from me. <laughs> I know you're not, but it is interesting, right? Because it's like, it's a lot. Yeah, and, and then and everybody it wants gets... it, and when you're having it, it's 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 truly can be stressful. I was writing mm-hmm. on a show at the same time, like getting ready to film mm-hmm. that special, and sometimes I felt like I was not doing each job to the best of my ability. I mean, I don't know. It's well, that's the benefit of being a genius, Beth. Is that <laughs> even you're even when you're like, am I phoning this in? Everybody's like, damn, this is so good. 
like, I don't think I'm giving this my best. I'm like, wow. <laughs> we don't want to see you try. That's the benefit of being a woman in this industry. It's like, <laughs> we're already given like 10 times of half of the mediocre men. So they're like, wow, this is so good. <laughs> we're not used to you. <laughs> right. You, 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 you trying? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> we got to keep her all here because she cares. <laughs> <laughs> that part. The caring. Uh, right. The caring. Oh, when I stopped caring a little bit, then people I was really say, were like, they were like, oh, her, she hates it here. We love her. <laughs> Isn't that, t- that's interesting too, right? Like when you want something so bad, it's almost like they can smell the desperation. They mm-hmm. find it a, a disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about that on this podcast so a lot. The despo meter. Whenever yes. you want something real bad, you got to check it and like walk it back. Take a second. Take a beat. Yeah. When it, and that's a, we talk about that with scams all the time. If you want something really badly, you really have to check yourself. If it's a relationship, if it's I don't a car, money, you have to walk into everything like you're browsing. Love, shopping, you know, even medical situations. If you're going to a doctor, yeah. browse, bitch. I had I had a friend <laughs> who has fibroids and I had fibroids and I ended up having surgery and a few procedures uh last year. Uh three actually. It was rough. But um I had that a friend is. who also had fibroids, so I was talking to her about it. And she said she went to a doctor who was like, oh, okay, well, you can get this shot. It'll put you into menopause. And I know about this shot. Um, it'll put you in early menopause. She's 29. Wow. And it'll put you in early menopause, but it'll shrink the fibroid. And when I was told about this shot, they were like, okay, well, think about it and let us know if you want to do it. And so I came back, you know, I thought about it and I was like, I don't want to go in early. I don't want hot flashes right now. Like, I'm a young hoe. I don't want, I want to be hot. I want to be a hot girl. I don't want a hot flash. But her experience was, the doctor was like, I got the shots in the back right now. Like, we could shoot your ass up right now. I was like, the pressure. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like going to a dermatologist here in LA when you're like trying to go. I remember going for (laughs) acne and they're like, but what if about your nose? And you're like, excuse me? (laughs) I liked that part of me. Do you want to do it right now? (laughs) Let me get this in you. And so if you are desperate, they'll take advantage of that and like just make the decision for you in the moment. Yeah, you got to shoot those little antennae up. Get a second opinion, browse, treat everything like it's ghetto. Like, that's that's how you have to live life. Smart. But we always ask on this podcast, what is your relationship to scams? Do you love them? Do you hate them? I would say— Have you been scammed? Have you run any? I've, in preparation for coming to spend time with you, I, of course, had to think on this because I I think I'm very wary. I think in that, when you say browse, I'm not even in the store. I, I'm. <laughs> You're outside looking I'm like. Outside, just <laughs> pretending I'm walking by, but I'm window shopping. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm like extremely wary. That doesn't mean I haven't been scammed. I feel like if we can count this, I would feel like the first time I felt really scammed would have been like quick change. I managed a cafe in Chicago, mm. getting quick quick changed. That feeling is terrible. So wait, what is quick change? Um, like someone comes in. This is back in the days of cash, even. And oh, and then they do I say the, your total. Oh, I know seven, exactly what you're talking They about. hand me mm-hmm. ten, and then as I'm giving them the change, they go, "But that was a 20. Mm-hmm. And then you just go, "Was it a twenty? And then as they're leaving, yep. it happens so quickly. You're like, "That was not a 20. <laughs> and so I just, I mean, that I remember that probably that feeling was terrible. As an adult, I feel like what I was probably scammed on by Raya. Um, oh yes, I, was, I have been scammed yes. by Raya as well. Wait, in what way were you scammed by Raya? I just like who I found on there during the pandemic. I feel like every day around six p.m. I was robbed uh, when it came to dinner time, I, and I bought it. 
<laughs> in what way were you robbed? <laughs> I just, you're right. It's true. I should have said like, do you want to get it this time? But I just feel like I was <laughs> so you were like paying for funding dinners. our meals. Mm. But the truth is, like, if you if if I'm being honest, there were plenty of times where I could have said like, hey, can you get it this time? It was just almost always assumed that I that I would, and I'd almost rather. Okay, can I that ask person be who open? You date who I date? Yeah. What, well, Jim? I'm not with that person anymore. Okay, so oh, this was one person. This was a man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he should have been getting it at least one or twice. Or I know that it just effort. again. Somebody listening will be like, "Well, you should have asked him. What are you doing?" And I think, yes, I hear you. Hundred percent. I should have said something. Mm-hmm. But it's just like I guess when you're getting to know somebody and you know that maybe they're not working and you might be in a different place than them. Mm-hmm. I. I, deep within me, I'm going, I wish they would offer to pay for this. And if a tab comes or it comes up, I'm like, I'll get it. I think it's like a really a storm within me, a tempest. I'm better at it now yeah. because I lost so much money. And you know what? I, I want to walk back what I said a little bit because like gender doesn't matter. Like we can split the check, like whatever. Sure, sure. Like uh, I, I kind of just wanted to know because like when I'm with a woman, sometimes I feel like I'm like, ooh. Right, who? But, but because of the patriarchy, when I'm with a man, I'm like, bitch, you better fucking open your wallet, bitch. Okay, we got a pink tax. I got to pay more for my tampons and shit. You better, they just took my coochie rights away in the Supreme Court. You paying. But um, I wish I had that attitude. But with a woman, I'm like, hey, girl, what we doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dutch split it? or split or you got this time, I got this time. Like, what we doing? But that you know what? That's interesting because I've had a similar situation. I'm the same way as you. Like, I'll pull my wallet out so fast. I'll throw my card down so fast. Yeah. Because it is like I want a treat. I want it to be a gift. I don't know. And but then I can go I don't resentful. mind paying, but if I am the one who keeps paying, that. then that bothers me. And I did date someone. It was a man. Every man is a scam. <laughs> and, um, and, and it was a situation <laughs> where I was doing better financially than they were, but I enjoyed their company. But it got to the point where I was paying for like, oh, God, my mom, I hope my mom doesn't hear this. But like, you know, like it was my birthday and I bought them a flight out because I wanted to go to a place. I got to be very vague. Yes. But like or we went to dinner. I understand this. And we went to dinner and they knew I was going to pay. Right. Because they're in whatever financial situation that they're in. We go to a nice place because I like to eat fancy or whatever. I'm fine with that. Why did this motherfucker? Mm hmm. I know it's coming. Order. The tomahawk steak. <laughs> Didn't even blink a fucking eye. $75 motherfucking steak. Bro. Broski. In you the market. Know. The market fish. The price. <laughs> the, the one that don't even got the price on yes. there. It just say market. We all know that's a I scam. I learned that the hard way. They just decide what the price is in the back. <laughs> you know that's a scam. That a scam. When, when it's on the menu and it just says, I don't know, whatever we feel like. Truly. I That was... Learned the hard way. MP? You order an MP on me? <laughs> I was ready to I fight. Know. I know. I was sitting there with that, you know, that Arthur meme with the fist yes. under the table. Like, I was making the fist. You? And it's not like I want you to just order a salad. There just feels like there are fine lines there. Yeah. Because I've been in the same situation. I wasn't getting it so they would be indebted to me. Right. Or whatever. I was getting it because I care and the similar reasons to you. But have some tact. I think that, definitely that. And then, and then as well, there wasn't thank yous happening Mm. because I think they were probably a little embarrassed that they weren't able to get anything. But I think in those cases, just like, you know, in stand-up, like if something's happening, 
the best thing to do is call it out or say what's yeah. happening. Like, and I agree, I could have done a better job myself. But if, if if he had just said, like, we both know you make more money. As soon as I start making it, I really would like to start treating you. That would have probably let all the air out that was building within me. Or just said, thank you so much for getting this again. I know it can be a lot. Yeah. I, I think all of that would have been great. And I could have also asked for it. I think what my resolution was. I've learned. Yeah, I've learned too. It's a choice. And I had to learn that I was scamming myself by allowing it to happen because we all have choices in life. And Mm -hmm. like, I had to learn that like, just because I feel like, oh, I'm a generous person. Like when you say yes to things that you don't want to say yes to, you're saying no to yourself. And I had to stop saying no to myself. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that. And at this point, if we, this sounds shallow, but it isn't. I feel like this applies to everybody out there. If you can't meet me at a similar financial situation, then we cannot date. I think because it if does we dating, eventually kind of reach that you're point. You're going to make me poorer. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that works for any situation that you're in. Agreed. No matter what job you're in, no matter whatever. And whatever that's not gender, shallow. Whatever place, yes. Whatever place. Because, like, at, at, eventually it just does not work. I feel that. You know what I mean? And I, and I understand building with people and y'all building together, y'all growing together. I Go build the house. And I'll come decorate. But the house got to be built. I'm not building with you. I'm not Bobby should have built up. And, and now we've turned it to a different podcast. Um, <laughs> but that is a scam. I know. Because also, like, the scam is that he wasn't saying thank you, too. Like, you're not going to say thank I you. Know. I would have been in the bathroom beating the hand dryer up. I would have been so angry. I just am like, just, and I felt like it was under the, just brushed under the rug or whatever because feeling awkward that I was But you know what the scam is too is that if you don't know what the dating app Raya is Raya is supposed to be like a oh this is so gross to say it was supposed to be a celebrity entertainer dating app it's supposed to be like you're in Hollywood you popping you have to like get a recommendation and then they have to approve you sometimes it takes months Mm -hmm. sometimes they deny people it was supposed to be that but then slowly it just became like DJs and, and DJs and Equinox trainers and anybody. Anybody. I, sh- I shouldn't say, I. well, I don't know. I say but poor the- people because that was my experience, but it's not their part. <laughs> it's not their fault. I should just say unemployed at the time. <laughs> Temporarily, financially challenged. Yes. You know what I mean? At that moment in time. That was just unemployed. a state. Okay? Yes. Because I've been in the state of brokenness. And, and this is yes, a state. Yes, I have too. I think that's the trouble. It's like I moved out here with an amount of, like, someone would have advised against it. I moved right. out here with, like, $1,200 <laughs> and a mercury sable. It's like, I just, when you, I've lived that life. I've yeah. worked all the jobs. So it's not that I don't understand that the struggle is jobs. real. It is. And I'm so grateful to be able to make money as an entertainer. It's incredible. Yeah. But it's just sort of like, I've been there and I would have just been so grateful. Or just, thank you. That's all I need. Yeah. And, and, and they should have given you a thank you. And 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 not even even in a, like, oh, I'm doing something nice for you. Just in a, like, I, I say thank you to people. Like, yes. I, I say thank you still. I say thank you all the time. And it gives you the perspective, too, like, because you've lived it. Like, for yeah. example, I remember when I was also nannying. And they would say something like, hey, on your way, can you pick up this, this, and this at the grocery? And in my head, I'm going, I have. $35 total. Right. What do you mean pick these things up? So because I've lived that and the stress and I didn't have a credit card at the time, I just have a better understanding when I'm operating with different types of people and don't assume that everybody's doing great right. all the time, especially out here. 
Especially out here. Like, especially in this economy where corporate greed is inflation in quotes. It's just them stealing from us. Where, like, price fixing is happening in the egg market. All the egg companies were like, let's get together and make eggs expensive. Y'all hear about that? (laughs) No. That's what's happening right now. Price fixing is illegal. Eggs, count your motherfucking days. The chickens are about to roost, bitch. (laughs) We're coming for you, okay? The incredible edible egg. Watch your motherfucking ass. (laughs) I got beef with eggs now. <laughs> Do you have an unemployed roommate at home? You know who I'm talking about. Children. Yes, Whitney said they are our future, and don't you want to invest in theirs? I know you want to set your children up for success. Maybe you want to save a little coin on private tutoring because we know that inflation is high and these wages are not getting higher, okay? Which is why I love IXL Learning. IXL Learning, it's an online program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. No more grading those worksheets. I IXL grades everything itself. No more trying to scam your kids as you try to figure out their math equations and their homework. And you know you haven't seen a trapezoid in about 20 years, right? So let IXL help you out. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning and get IXL now. And Scam Goddess listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com goddess. Visit IXL.com goddess to get the most effective learning program out there for the best price. Finding the perfect t-shirt has always had me like Goldilocks, trying on shirts. This one's too hard. This one's too soft. And it fell apart because y'all know I got it from a cheap website. And this t-shirt from Skims is just right. From fit to quality, it is one of my, like, these are my favorite t-shirts. I have three different ones. Y'all know I love me an Onyx because I'm going to be wearing black all the time. Um, They have a cotton long sleeve jersey tee that I really like too because the material is so soft. But when I put it in the washer, she don't have a whole transformation or makeover. It's not move that bus when I take it out. She looks the way that she looked when I put her in. And we know we cannot say that for all t-shirts, okay? So you can have staple t-shirts that you can mix and match and wear up or down. Maybe we're going to a fancy night out. Maybe we're going on a date. Maybe we're lounging around the house. I love these shirts so much because I can do so many different things with them. It's like, I'm telling y'all, Skims, they doing it right over there. I got on their underwear right now. I can't give it up. I think they got me, y'all. I'm not even playing. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select Scam Goddess in the survey and select my show in the drop-down menu that follows. Let's move into our first segment here with Hot and Fraud. This is where we warn our listeners about popping scams on the streets. But more often than not, we get a letter from you all. As always, snitch on your friends, family, and your enemies at scamgoddesspot at gmail.com. Just make sure the scam is retired because we don't want to what? Yes, fuck up your bag. All I need from you, Beth, is a fake name. We don't care about gender. Could be anything. Gordon. Gordon. Oh, I like Gordon. We haven't gotten a Gordon. Hmm. (laughs) I like the way that hits my ear. (laughs) So Gordon says, good morning. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Good morning to you, Gordon. You know what? It's morning somewhere right now for somebody. So good morning. Love the pod. It's my favorite part of my Tuesday work morning. Okay, so good morning to you, Gordon. <laughs> Gordon was like, it's going to be morning for me when I hear this. Yes. 
So that's just for you, Gordon. So uh, Gordon says, just wanted to share a scam that I haven't heard of before that happened to a friend of mine. Uh, So it says, a friend of mine got a call from the Greenville County Sheriff's Department, which is the name that came up as the missed call. They left a voice message and they gave her the number to call back, which was not the GCSD main number, which is the Greenville County Sheriff's Department number. So they called. And the voicemail number corresponded with Greenville County Sheriff's Department. Mm-hmm. But the number that they said called back was a number that wasn't the Sheriff's Department. Interesting. Okay. Thank you for saying that. Cause... So they said, hit me back on my main. <laughs> hit me back on my two-way. <laughs> it's, it's the police, but hit me back on my, hit me back on my WhatsApp. <laughs> but it's still the police, though. And of course, since it was an officer that called her and said that she needed to speak, said that they needed to speak with her, she called back. Now... I'm going to pause right here. If the police call me, I'm not calling back. No. What? Why would I? Why would I call the police back? Mm-mm. I barely want to pull over when they be like, wee, woo, wee, woo. Yeah, about what? I, I, they have, I have no business When I them. say boop, boop, I still wait. I'll be like, they're not talking to me. When I'm in trouble, I don't call them and haven't. No. I'm like, I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, will one of them in my home make this better? I'm thinking I, no. Probably not. The last time I called them, I was like, it was... Per uh, instruction of my, uh, I'm not going to say who, but um, I called them and when they showed up, they turned on me. No. <laughs> yes. They were like questioning me. And I'm like, I called you, Nick. I called you. And hey, I was like, I'm never calling them again. What is this? Hate that. What is this? I was like, and that's and that's the life of being a black person. Like, why would I call the police? So I'm going to call my murderer? <laughs> no. Yo. No, thank you. <laughs> so I'm no. definitely not going to call them on the phone. For what? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That sounds like something you just leave. I'd be like, I got a new number. <laughs> new phone. Who dis? Police. My no. phone's acting up. So, naturally, of course, Gordon says she called him back. So, when she spoke to him, he verified her name, phone number, and address. So, she assumed he had to be legit. When he asked what it was, or when she asked what it was about, he said she missed jury duty. Then he started to talk about how she needed to come in to be booked. This is sounding porny. Mm. <laughs> Not porny. <laughs> you missed your jury You've duty. been very naughty. You need to come in to get booked. Booked. <laughs> You've That's, been a very he spoke naughty citizen. C-U-M. Right. You were supposed to show up to do your duty. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, that does sound like the premise to a bound to go. <laughs> so jury duty, though, is a good one because um, Emily told me, if y'all know this podcast, y'all know Emily is my admin. She told me, she actually did jury duty. And if you know, if you've been to the live shows, you've seen Emily. Emily has the face of like an upstanding citizen. And she really is. She followed all the rules and all the laws and whatnot. And I'm like, Emily, let's break some laws. She'd be like, no, thank you. <laughs> And she just has the face of, like, somebody who would be a good juror. So I remember we were working on some stuff, and she told me that she was up for jury selection. And I was like, ah, fuck! Because I knew she was going to get chosen. She has the face of a jury, like, member. And so, of course, she gets chosen for this case, this trial or whatever. And it went. It didn't go on too long. I think it was, like, two weeks. But she told me afterwards, the judge said, if you haven't gone to jury duty, that this past July in L.A., they're going to start coming down harder on people who are avoiding jury duty what so i've gotten some summons Mm -hmm. and as a black person i really and black people out there if you listen to this podcast don't avoid jury duty because 
as black people, I'm so sorry. Y'all know we got to go to jury duty because the juries do not be juries of your peers. <laughs> black people, we got to go to jury duty because we got to free our people because, you know, certain white people, not all, not all, y'all. I said not all, okay? <laughs> Don't turn the podcast off, y'all, okay? I said not all white people. Y'all are, y'all are the good ones if you're listening to this. You're the good ones. <laughs> But we some, don't know that. Uh, we don't know. Some might be listening. Like we gotta, we gotta keep tabs on that Negro. I was gonna say some of y'all might be the, the ops, but but like they want to be cops, so they go in there and they be like, we gotta put that Negro in jail. You know, they're like, we don't, we don't need to hear the evidence. We're voting guilty, right? Let's get to lunch. Like, so if we don't go to jury duty, then our people don't get fair trials. So we have to do it. And I had to avoid two jury summons because I was working. So I can't, like, in a shooting schedule, be no. like, hey, y'all, I know I'm under contract, but I got to go sit on this, right. a this lot of chiropractor malpractice trial. Your schedule. Yeah. Like, I can't do that. Like, they won't let me. So I had to, like, just be like, I didn't see it. But now they're coming harder in L.A., like, if you don't go to your summons. So... I should have did during the PSA. Right? Yeah, PSA. So this kind of intrigues me a little bit. Right. Because I've seen ones where the cop calls and they're like, oh, you stole this or you have a stolen car or something like that and they'll ransom money. But I haven't seen one about jury duty yet. But this is something that they're cracking down on in certain states. So they're taking advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Or the scammer is. So let's see. It says, she was out of town and, of course, freaking out. So he told her instead she could just pay the fine over the phone. No. <sighs> And the matter would be resolved, which, of course, she said yes. Mm, Damn. No. I, I, I feel bad, but I, I don't know. I'm not in her shoes, but I'm, I def- I'm disappointed in her, honestly. I am. Because when did the police, when? <laughs> they have enough money. They did a fair and a barbecue, and they probably stole a bunch and they drive in Beamers. They're they steal fine. from drug dealers. They, they get like all of our city budget. I know. <laughs> They're, They're doing great. They're fine. So she would have paid too if the officer hadn't requested she pay via Cash App. No. <laughs> okay, so maybe she she's she caught on. She caught on. Thank goodness. At this point, she knew it was a scam and she hung up. Just wanted the congregation to be aware so no one makes the mistake of cash-happing what they think is their local sheriff's department. Yes, um, the police may be corrupt, but they, they ain't on cash-app yet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Gordon. It's a cash-app. Um, Greenville County Sheriff's Department at cash-app. <laughs> Dollar sign. Sheriff spelled with one F. Uh, and the E is actually a three. <laughs> Don't forget that. It's integral. <laughs> what? Oh, otherwise it's going to my partner Gordon I'm glad that you at least uh, your friend at least caught on when they said cash app I hope no one's falling for this because cash app is the app of crime why why would the police department also like this would be handled through the court and it would be handled through snail mail yes all of that yeah even our medical stuff that they're trying to get you for is through mail which is hard for me to want to pay because I'm just like is this real Right. If if you get a random bill in the mail from some medicine place, I always wonder. What, is, what am I talking about? When no, you're 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 spot on. Because like, like, you know what I wonder about? 
how much does it cost to get those um, colored ink cartridges? Because you know when they when the medical girls really start threatening you and they be like, pass, dude. Yes. It's always in red ink. Yes. Because it's like they're yelling at you through the mail. Yes. <laughs> They're like, how can we make this as menacing as possible? They're not paying the bill. Y'all, get that red ink out. Get that red ink and say, pass, dude. <laughs> They're like, give us the money. But it's like in the mail. It is Also, it's printed. It's definitely not one of those. They've made it look like a stamp right. sometimes. But it is printed. Yes. I want to know who came up with that. They were like, we've sent them like 10 letters. You know what? Get, get the red ink out. That was always fascinating to me the first because I got I now that we're talking about this, I do remember really being fascinated with publishers clearing house as a kid, mm-hmm. sending away for that. And the first time you saw like a signature that wasn't actually someone's signature, it was just printed. printed. And I remember the time I saw that like blew my mind. Like, how could they possibly sign all of these? Right. You know what's wild? Donald Trump took a note out of the publisher's clearinghouse uh playbook when he stopped the rollout of the stimulus checks because he wanted all of them to be signed by him. Stop. <laughs> he wanted them to have I his signature that. on them. Oh, my God. And it actually worked in marketing. People were like, oh, Donald Trump signed this check. He, I bet he believed, like, if he signed it, people wouldn't cash it because they just wanted to have his signature. Somewhere. No, he wanted people to think that he gave them the money. Oh, my And some God. people really were like, damn, Donald Trump gave us <laughs> some money. I hate him. Oh, I hate him so much. I He's really so goofy. Him. He really should have went into comedy. Yeah, he tried. We can't even make fun of him because he's, like, the, he does the jokes already. Like, I know. There's nothing fun. Left. Even his roast was not fun because it's like, this guy's he sucks. Like, what is to make fun of? Roasts are only funny if, like... Right. There's nothing. No. Damn. Well, <laughs> on that note, um, what a highlight to end. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Robbery! Back in the 90s, Pepsi and Coca-Cola were in a heated race to try and win loyal customers by any means necessary. But when Pepsi launched an ambitious promotion that encouraged people to buy Pepsi and redeem points for prizes, they overlooked their own fine print in a major way. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Like, who at Pepsi thought it would be a good idea to advertise that people could earn enough points to redeem a military jet as a prize? When they launched their Pepsi points system, they never imagined somebody might try to actually snag it. But a 23-year-old did, and suddenly, Pepsi owed him a jet. Follow The Big Flop wherever you get your podcasts. Ooh, do you feel that in the air? Yes, that is summertime. It's in the breeze. It's in the trees. And y'all know when the sky comes out, (laughs) the thighs come out. And as the weather gets hotter, it's time to say bye to jackets and sweaters and hey to shorts and tees. If you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. Y'all know 
I love Quince. If you want to be looking chic year after year with classic pieces that you can dress up, dress down, wear around town, you got to get into Quince. They have premium European linen dresses. I have one in green and oh, when I wear it, it is a show stopper. Blouses, shorts from $30, y'all. Washable silk tops, which I told y'all I love those. I actually went back and got it in navy. I got it in the white like cream and I just know when I wear it, I'm going to feel like Diane Keaton on the beach thinking about my life like white cream are you kidding me it's giving rich okay quince is that girl y'all know you see me in their pieces all the time get into it get warm weather ready with quince go to quince.com slash goddess for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns that's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess to get free shipping and 365 day returns q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess <laughs> on that note, we're moving into my favorite segment here, Historic Hoodwings. This is where I regale Beth with a famous con or caper group of criminals. We'll see. And we'll get your opinions all throughout. Okay. Because we don't scam our journalists, uh, we're going to note up top here that the story is primarily reported by the New York Times' John Carreyou and his article, The Strange $55 Million Saga of a Netflix Series You'll Never See. Mm. And speaking of Netflix, <laughs> best-selling, <laughs> if you didn't want me then on Netflix right now, please go watch. stream that. Stream Not a that, scam. honey. It's good. Not a scam. <laughs> it's on there. Very much streamable. <laughs> Very much watchable. Put it in your eyeballs. Thank and, you. And have a good laugh. Have a good time. <laughs> and, and watch it. Don't, don't, don't put it on when you try to have some sex, okay? Because then you're going to be laughing. You're going to be laughing. Why, why are you trying to get your freak on? I'm just saying. Beth is funny, okay? That could be awkward. You start laughing while you're trying to have your, your little freak. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's the only weird time to laugh. <laughs> I would be honored, honestly, if you had sex to my special. <laughs> if they're having sex, then they just have to stop. <laughs> Like, hold on, hold on. This is, uh, wait, 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 wait. No, this is good. This is good. Hold on. Get off me. Get off me. Get off me. Turn it up. That's what's going to happen. I'm just telling you. All right, so, in 2018, Carl Eric Rentz was being courted by several streaming services for his sci-fi series. However, Netflix would end up paying more than $50 million for a show that would never exist. Wow. <laughs> Look at this man. <laughs> Whoa. Is that him at South by Southwest? Uh I don't know exactly. <laughs> it doesn't look like photo. it. I don't know. Um, but it kind of mm. does. Eric, right? But yes, Eric Wrench. And it's so 55 funny. 55 million. And he's got that sci-fi series look. It's giving like if George R. R. Martin had like a BBL or something. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, like if he had a not, makeover by Queer Eye, he's not terrible looking. It does look like, yeah, if he maybe he, yeah. plays but he's got to be grungy. Like I feel like everybody who writes the sci-fi or the sagas and stuff, like they're never like sassy. Like they got to look like they be in a basement a lot and like hairy. I feel like if there was a spectrum, there is like a Jimmy buff Jimmy Neutron on one end, <laughs> and then maybe. Because this guy or a schlub on, on the other end of the spectrum. Who Who is sexy who wrote a saga? Or like, who's like, I'm just, yes. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of an example, I guess, of like a, I was thinking more like a lay person who's like, I wrote this fanfic about, but it, and it's like a 
guy who is a gym rat, but his eyebrows are off. See, but I, but I mean, like, like who did like a Lord of the Rings? Okay, yeah, or a you know um, something like, Game of Thrones. What do those people look or, like? They look like him. Okay, but you I, look. I'm not saying I'm attracted to that man, but I will just say this photo is kind of making him look like a hunk, <laughs> a little. Like he doesn't like he looks schlubby, and for sure, like his hair wasn't washed. I mean, yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, but I'm saying he's like the. The hot one of these types. His suit is a bit crinkled. It's probably damp. Yeah, it looks like he'd been up there for a while. <laughs> the lights look hot. Fifty mm. million. Yeah, and you know, you know, he's got like groupies. Like the girls are lining up behind the stage, trying to like. I guess they get the lore. <laughs> I guess there is a <laughs> what that lore do. Okay, <laughs> 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 trying to get a cannon. Okay. <laughs> I guess there is that understanding that when you sell a show, you're supposed to write it. Yeah. I mean, but if people, like, what, do you give it back if you didn't finish it? I mean, what person has never finished well, it? Well, I mean, the thing is, though, it's not necessarily, because, like, if he did, like, the sci-fi, well, if he did a sci-fi book, let's see. Let's okay, see okay. what he did. Because I don't know what he did. Because, like, sometimes they'll sell the book, and then somebody else will write the series based right. off the books. That's what happened with Game of Thrones. And then when George R.R. said he stopped writing their books, <laughs> the show kind of went. <clears throat> so anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so Carl. Carl started his career as a young filmmaker at in San Fernando Valley. Mm-hmm. Oh, in San Fernando Valley. That. Isn't that where they do the other films? I think that's not far from us. Yeah. Isn't that where they do different the, the naked films in San Fernando Valley? Naked? I thought this is where... They, that's where they make oh, the corns, the porns. The corns. Yeah. That's what we call, that's what we call it. I didn't know this. Mm-hmm. San Fernando Valley. Glad I came today. You learned so much already. <laughs> <laughs> so much useful information. It is. So as a teenager, he rented camera equipment and shot short films. It sounds like he's making porn, but I'm not, I'm not going to assume. So he attended Brown University. Oh, wow. Artistic. And before returning to Los Angeles, where he apprenticed under Ridley Scott, and he made commercials with his production company. Carl had a reputation of telling stories about his childhood, such as claiming that he grew up in Africa and that his father was a spy. (laughs) It's the way you said it. (laughs) Listen, Elon Musk is an African-American. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I, I feel like the part he's leaving out is that his dad, yeah, he grew up there because the, his dad was a missionary, like, ruining people's lives. <laughs> <sighs> oh, God. I mean, honestly, he is a white man, so, so his dad being a spy in Africa kind of tracks to me because y'all not supposed to be over there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, tracks. <laughs> so... Once while living at the Huntley Hotel in Santa Monica, he also requested that staff cover his room entirely in white sheets. What? Like, gift wrap the desk in a white sheet? I I mean, eccentric. Um, For why? Do we know why? I don't know. And also, like... Living at a hotel, to me, is a red flag. It is. I used to... Uh, work at a sushi restaurant out here that is now defunct. Mm-hmm. But it was like a high-end sushi restaurant in a cursed place. Um, there's this place that it used to be Hamburger Mary's. Mm-hmm. I know the area. You know where... I don't know why this was in the OJ documentary. You know the one that they did with... Um, 
it was like where they talked about Robert Kardashian and they mm-hmm. talked about like the kind of like the OJ curse or whatever. And um, why is this happening? Johnny Cochran and all of them or whatever. For some reason, they have like a part in it where I guess they were showing that the Kardashians just started being famous because of the trial and they go to Hamburger Mary's or whatever. Okay. It was, it's the same place. And they say that that building is cursed. So after Hamburger Mary's, it it became a bunch of different restaurants and eventually it became Roku. And that's where I worked. Okay. And it was cursed. It didn't end up failing. But when it opened, it was like all these celebrities, like all these people. And there was this one guy who will always come in and he lived in a hotel and he was very rich. I guess he was like a billionaire or something. I don't know. But he lived in a hotel and he was really weird. And he would always bring in a different woman every Tuesday night. And I always got him. And they they would give me a soigne, which is basically, um, it's like a little chit that they give you that gives you all of their information and their likes and how they want their table set. This is fancy fine dining, which I didn't really work in. Okay. (laughs) And like what they like to drink, what they want on the table, what everything. And he had like very specific requests for the women that he would bring and like what they could eat, what he wouldn't allow them to order. Like it was super weird. And it would be a new woman every time. And I had to act like... I like was familiar with the woman and didn't. Did know you maintain like a level of, um, I guess, sort of like a wall, or did you get friendly with the with him? You know, like 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 a regular. I had to be friendly with him, and then also act like <clears throat> whoever the woman was. Like I had never seen any other woman but that woman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Never, never. The words. Nice to see you again. <laughs> no, I had to act like that was like. Like, that woman was the first woman he had ever come with. <laughs> you start laying it on thick. You're usually here alone. Who's yeah. this? You are so lonely. Oh, my God, a woman? I'm so this glad you crazy. finally found someone. She must be so special. You are that girl. Oh, my goodness. This is a beautiful thing. Y'all gonna get married? He's like, too much, too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get out of here. Scram. But he lives in a hotel and was very weird. Yeah. Mm. It's a red flag. Yeah. So while living there, he wanted all white sheets. Also, like, you got to have... He, he must have amassed some money at this point because this is a weird request. And mm-hmm. they did it. So Carl's real career began to take off in 2010 when a short film he made for an electronics company, Philips, won awards at Cannes International Advertising Festival. Con. Is it can or con? It's con. It's con France. I'm right. Look at me. Cultured. <laughs> so I didn't even know con had an advertising version. Me neither. <laughs> so they said it was for Philips. Like. Yeah, it was for Philips. I, I didn't even know you could go to con for, for Does he not look extremely different there? He looks the same. Okay. Why does he dress like he's like... He looks... Gulliver's Travels or something. Yeah. It's given, like, it's a throwback to a different era. Like, to, like, the era where there was outdoor plumbing. (laughs) And I'm also looking at what we saw before was the hair wisps. And I thought there was a ponytail. But I don't know where it is. Okay, here it's given, like, I guess, like, a suit or something. But in the other photo, Judith, that you just pulled up where he's shooting the commercial, this is given Les Mis. Like, what era is this? Right. Okay. So he got popping when he won that in con. So, and this is in 2010. So with awards came talk that Carl was set to direct a prequel to Alien. Mm. Okay. Okay. However, Universal scooped him up first to direct 47 Ronin, a big budget action feature film starring Keanu Reeves, our king. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, Price 47 Keanu. Ronin. And I love... Never heard of it, have you? No. No. And I love Keanu. What, what is this? And there's... there's It looks like there's aliens and there's a gun and there's <laughs> fire on the water. <laughs> and I'm seeing some boobies. Yeah, there's there's, pretty, a le- there's some boobies. Pretty, pretty full. Yeah. And... Hefty. I mean, nice. there's, a, there's a lady with the boobies. Yes. Y'all. And they look great. She's pretty. And then there's another alien little guy with a that the skull that, thing is giving. Is I he guess. a soldier? A dead soldier? I don't know. Y'all, we'll post this on Instagram because I don't. This this poster tells me nothing. Seems fake. Keanu maybe is dating the lady. She looks like nefarious. That yeah. look is is not like she doing him dirty. I think so. Or maybe he fighting her too. Maybe. I couldn't tell. And maybe they're fighting on fire water. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of fire. Yeah. Okay, I couldn't tell you what 47 Ronin is about. I don't even know what a Ronin the is. The poster. So Are there 47 directing. of the Ronins? <laughs> yeah. Or this is the address where you can find the Ronins. Scary ghost people. And it came out on Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> Why? A Christmas movie. <laughs> Something to watch with the whole fam. <laughs> Bring the kids. <laughs> Honey, bring the kids in. I'm starting 47 Ronin. 47 Ronin, okay? Put them chestnuts on the open fire. We're about to throw on some 47 Ronin, okay? Okay? Get on the them magic pajamas. The kids are like, why? She's like, it's your father's gift. I didn't give him anything. <laughs> he loves 47 Ronin. Y'all sit down. Open your stockings. It's time for 47 Ronin. So they scooped him up for this. Because he directed it. Yeah, he directed it. The production had problems. Well, the poster does, so that's not a shock. (laughs) So the production had problems, and a producer, Scott Stuber, was removed from the editing room after arguing with Carl. When the film was released on December 25th, 2013, it tanked, Mm -hmm. and Universal had to write off a large portion of its $175 million budget. How? What? I'm trying to get... Freaking morsels for my work. A hundred and seventy-five million. I'm blown away by that. Of them things. I'm blown away. This is 2013. Was a different, different time. To have fire water, alien. For some reason, the alien has a gun, but Keanu <laughs> has a knife. <laughs> <laughs> He has some sort of sword. What are those called? Katana. Yeah, he has a katana, but 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 there then is... there's like a buccaneer, the type of thing that like an like a Johnny Depp character yeah. in those pirates movies would have. Or maybe he's not an alien. He's just a man with a lot of tattoos. Anyway, he looks like he's a little bit. Who is on the rowboat in the front? Now I'm seeing somebody on a pe- on a pontoon down there. And is then, a dock. And then my guy. Oh, is that a dock? I think. Yeah. Going out into the water. Oh, ships so this, are on fire. Oh, ships are on fire I was on the right water. with the Paris of the Caribbean gun. Okay, so this is just a tatted man who has a skull tatted on his face. So he is a man. Okay. But then we do have like a little like... Maybe this is just not an alien, but it's just a guy who has on like a lot of armor that looks yeah, like, like Bane almost or something. Who has a mask. Well, wow, this is I terrible. Know. I've never seen a movie poster that made me not want to see a movie more. Yeah, I'm upset. This actually makes me never want to see the movie. I think it's, it's a warning. It's like, don't see this movie. I was, yes, I agree. Wow. So Carl went back to making commercials. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, after you waste $107 million, you gotta, you gotta pivot. You're in commercial timeout. They know you at con for commercials. Gone on back to that. <laughs> so, White Horse. However, on the side, Carl and his wife, um, an Uruguayan model and fashion designer, Gabriela Rosas Bentacur, Bentancourt, excuse mm-hmm. me, had another project on their up their sleeves. So this is Gabriela Rosas Bentancourt. She is very beautiful. Mm-hmm. And they got a project up their sleeves. Okay, what's the project, Betty? Together, they began working on a sci-fi television series about a genius who invents a human-like species called organic intelligence. The OI, not to be confused with AI, Mm-mm. That's artificial. We talk about organic intelligence. <laughs> mm-hmm. Different vowel. You would think that's just humans. <laughs> <laughs> they said we're gonna invent a we're gonna invent humans. It looks like us. It sounds like us. Gus. But it's, it's not, not us. us. Wow, that's deep. I feel like that's something you come up with you high. <laughs> and, and then pitch it for fifty five million dollars. Fifty million dollars. Oh man, we should I should have been doing more in 2013. What was I doing? College? Not believing in myself. Right. What was we doing? We should have been high out here being like, what if we hear me out? (laughs) Walk with me. (laughs) We make a show about making people. (laughs) But but, 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 but they not people. And and this is why. This is why. Why? Because I I'm this 175 million is burning a hole in my pocket, so tell me why. They not people because we made them. <laughs> Are you an S Corp? Because I'd love to write this check. <laughs> I can become one. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I can make it out to you personally as okay, well. Okay, great, great. Let's get started. <laughs> I make great commercials, so you're gonna love this. <laughs> you're gonna love this shit. So, the OI, the Organic Intelligent, are deployed to troubled spots around the globe to provide humanitarian aid. But humans eventually discover their true nature and turn against them. Mm. Carl initially called the show White Horse in reference to the first horseman of the apocalypse. Mm. Mm. So, he's got references. We got depth. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the beginning, he self-financed the production and primarily hired European cast and crew to cut costs and avoid Hollywood union rules. Wow. Because <laughs> they, like, cut costs? Yeah. If you, like, are in Europe and you work on an American television show, they don't have to pay you SAG scale. You're kidding. I didn't Mm-mm. know that. Nope. Wow. To this day. To this day. Wow. To this day. I, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I know people who are on popping shows, popping shows, Emmy shows, who are not in SAG. And because they shot in their country, they getting paid pennies while the Americans are getting paid scale. Unions, baby. For shame. So in the beginning, he self-financed the production and primarily hired, you know, the European cast. And so we got an image of Gabriella at the monitor during filming. Look at her right there. She really a filmmaker. She got her coat on because it's cold. I feel like that coat, if you told us the price tag was $7.79. It's giving Montclair. Yeah. It's giving us a nice coat. It's not a budget-cutting coat. That coat costs more than they paying them Europeans. Yes. That's their whole, <laughs> whole salary right there. Okay. And then the next image right here, we got them shooting the white horse. Okay. They look And look at this. This is... Some production value. All right. 
I'm seeing the dolly. So as a result, the shoot schedule was grueling, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because they're self-financing it. They're cutting costs. They're not paying the actors anything. So they're shooting, you know, guerrilla style. And they're not really doing union rules. So they probably like, 24 hours? We shoot all day and night? Yeah? That work for y'all? I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> right. I'm just happy to get an opportunity. <laughs> Listen, I've, I've been on some things that were definitely illegal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've also done things for friends where you reach hour 11 and you're like, I don't think we're friends anymore. Mm-hmm. This is not a friendly thing to do to me. I've done some things that were or union he- that were definitely breaking the law. Yeah. 20 hours and then we drove home. Oh, no. With the windows down and the music blasting. Yeah, just like... <laughs> they were like, we can get you a hotel. We were like, where? Where? We on the island. <laughs> I can't say too much. So, <laughs> so, during one shoot in Kenya, Carl insisted on filming for 24 hours straight. Damn. You were right. <laughs> if you know this podcast, you know I do not read these ahead of time. I will do pitches, but I like to be surprised along with my guests. But yes, the 24 hours. At least shoot for the whole day. All day, all night. What y'all think? Carl, are you on amphetamines? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you gotta be on drugs. I, he has to be. It's giving cocaina. <laughs> it's giving Adorado. <laughs> it's giving violence. <laughs> okay? You, you putting some in your nose. Because how? How? So during another in Romania, the lead actress caught hypothermia during a scene bare-legged in the snow and no. had to be rushed to a hospital. And this is the thing. I've, I've gone to the hospital on sets. They will let you die. You have to speak up. They will let you die, okay? So eventually, Carl needed more money. And so he secured an investment from 30 West, a production company backed by the billionaire entrepreneur Dan Fred- Friedkin. Keanu Reeves ended up having to bail Carl out when he missed a deadline and 30 West threatened to take possession of the project. So now Keanu coming in like a king. Stop. Because 30 West was like, um, we're going to need you to like... Pay us back? Yeah, pay us back. So you need to like finish the project and put it out and run us our money. And so Keanu comes in like the sweet king he is and bails Carl out. Oh my, do we know how much that Because the two had become friends while shooting Ronin. And Keanu came on as an investor and producer next to Gabriella. After Ronin, he's thinking, I want to stay friends? I this mean, it like... wasn't Carl's fault that Ronin was ass. All right. You're right. I guess you he know, was just directing. He was just directing. Like, right. it seems like there was a lot more problems. Like, like whoever made that poster. <laughs> <laughs> we later found out that it was Carl. <laughs> So the like so with the help of Mr. Reeves, Carl finished the six episodes, each four to ten minutes in length. I know you fucking lie. What? <laughs> four to ten minutes in length. You you got actresses dying. That is not a thing. It's either five to seven or now, one to four. This is is this for Quibi? <laughs> Quibi. This could have been what year? This yet. Uh-huh. This is 2013. Who who uh, Where shit. are we watching four minutes of television? Also, you said four to ten. So one, uh, some are four, some are ten. Put them all together and give me 30. Just Or 21. Right. Whatever. Just give me a short film, baby, because what is a four-minute episode? What am I supposed to do? What, baby, what am I supposed to do with that? So he then used those episodes to pitch streaming companies on a 13-episode Series oh. or like or like a hundred twenty minute first season, okay. similar to projects like Quibi at the time. Uh-huh. Oh wait, so Quibi was around in twenty thirteen. 
Dang. It doesn't it seem like what a more recent in? memory? Yeah, if no, that's not that's not accurate. It's more recent than okay. that. Okay. I was going to say I remember in 2013 Quibi I happening. was like a like I was a child. Like yeah. it, it's not no, I'm feeling right. like Quibi was um like Yes. Yeah. I was just about to say 18. Yeah. And then it was also died in 2018 as well. Yeah. Ju- Judith pulled up. Yeah. Qu- Qu- Quibi was founded in 2018 and then died <laughs> moments later. <laughs> oh, okay. It's more of a reference of like what we were saying, like the yeah. a la I Quibi. Yeah. You were ahead of it again. Because I was about to say like 2018 <laughs> or 2013. Nah. Uh-uh. It came in 2018 and then it died yeah. uh, very, very shortly. <laughs> very, very shortly after. <laughs> Okay. Time of death, 15 minutes later. Right, the birth certificate in the, in the... Yeah, it was very close. So, um, platforms from HBO to Amazon were interested, but Netflix ended up swiping the project at the last minute from Amazon, convinced it had the potential to be as successful as Stranger Things. Whoa. Mm. Netflix agreed to pay Carl's production company $61.2 million in several installments for the rights to the series renamed Conquest. Oh, my goodness. Oh, look at that. And now they got some drip. We got a helmet <laughs> with a little booty in the back. <laughs> it's a helmet, but it got ass. It's a helmet that you can go like this in and have room for your shoulders. <laughs> and I like, shrugged. Why do you listening. need a helmet with, like, a back seat? I don't know. A helmet with a trunk. What's what? Why do we need this? I don't know. But you know what? It's giving future. It's giving it aerodynamic. And then they're wearing like, uh, y'all see on the Instagram, but they're wearing a futuristic kind of like, it's a turtleneck, f- sleeveless uniform. I want to say tunic so bad. It's like Star Trek Enterprise, but make it, um, make it medieval almost. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong and my eyes are But bad. make it neutral. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm saying medieval because it looks a little dirty. I don't know, but it's giving me future. Yes. It's giving me the future. Okay? It is. N- you know, minimal. Clean girl. <laughs> I don't know what they're trying to do. So it's called Conquest. So as a part of the deal, Netflix gave Carl the final cut, an unusual privilege not often earned by directors. They also agreed to lock in Carl and Gabriella for life. What is happening? To all the, the following seasons and spinoffs. I feel like <laughs> we have Carl to blame for our futures falling apart. Carl got the riz, bro. He fumbled the bag. He got and the now, riz. Now, and now we're all just picking up the crumbs. AMPTP is taking it out on us for Carl. Yeah. They said, we hate you, creatives. They said, you all suck. Yeah, well, we gave him $55 million and he did bad. It's like, well, not us. That's on you. That's why they try to replace us with AI. They said, we tried OI. We tried (laughs) organic intelligence. We're over it. It didn't work. And we lost nearly all our money. We're just kidding. We have so much We gave it to one guy. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. We gave all our money to one guy. But still, it's all your fault. You're all as bad as him. Oh, my gosh. So at the same time, Carl was still in conflict with 30 West and several other early investors, and no one had consulted anyone about his conflict with the 47 Ronin producer. Hmm. So additionally, the series didn't have a complete script. These are minor problems, (laughs) okay? Yeah, 30 West is invested and we ain't paid them back. Okay, yeah, there's a little bit of conflict with 47 Ronin producer. Uh, Yeah, we ain't really wrote a script, but you know, you don't really... (laughs) These are minor details when you're making a television show. Uh, 
legally I'm not supposed to be doing this. Okay, maybe we don't have like anything to say for the actors. (laughs) (laughs) But we got a helmet with a booty in the back. (laughs) (laughs) But did you see how beautiful this photo is? Right, the helmets have ass. Like, let's be serious. None of these girls are going to get hypothermia, I promise you. (laughs) Right, we got a budget now. Despite the red flags... The international project began filming in Sao Paulo, Brazil, and then in Montevideo, Uruguay, and in Budapest. Now they're going all over. No script. (laughs) Barely a script. Barely. Vibes. When we get there, we'll riff. (laughs) My goodness, have you seen that place? It's beautiful. We'll come up with something. I feel like in sci-fi... You gotta prep. Yeah. I don't think you can riff in this space. No, you have to have consistency. I feel like this is the, one of the few spaces that you really can't riff. No. Also, that's like one Wait, of those. Tell all these extras just BYO costume. Also, that's one of right because you can't BYO. No. You can't self-report sci-fi costumes. Mm-mm. I don't have a booty helmet at home. No. Like I, I can't look futuristic with my wardrobe. Like you have to bring that. And like, there's always this trope that I see, and as an actor and someone who also writes. It's so funny to me, like, when I see other actors do interviews and they'll be like, oh, yeah, we we, we do a lot of improv or, like, we, we made that up or whatever. And I laugh to myself sometimes because as someone who has a lot of writer friends and has, like, entered the writing space, it's like, did you, did you improv that? Did you? Did be you? honest. Be honest. Like... Because I've been, I've been sitting next to people at Junkies and they be like, yeah, we do tons of improv. I'm like, no, you don't. No. <laughs> Sometimes I do, but I don't even take credit for it because it's like, I wouldn't have been able to do that joke if there wasn't a joke on the page that I could jump off level from. up from, yeah. right? So it's like, well, people, lo- like, actors love to be like, yeah, we do tons of improv, but it's like, dude. <laughs> and so, really. and, like, and I'm not going to take away because a lot of, there, I've worked with a lot of actors who really do, like, fly off the handle. And I fly off the handle, too, when I'm given the opportunity. There's certain shows that I'm on where the script supervisor will be like, um, it says Anne, and you right. said. <laughs> and you said Anne. And you said Anne. <laughs> or it says with, and you said uh, together. <laughs> like, I'm trying to think of something that is so innocuous, but like they'll be like, Mm-mm, that's not what we put. And I'll be like, okay. But then other ones, I've gone on sets where I, I flew, when I was finishing The Outlaws, they flew me out, and I got there, and I went into my trailer. I had to go straight from the airport, and I got in there, and I opened my sides. I had no lines. And I was like, bro, we moved schedules around for this. And I, like, texted one of my producers. I was like, we moved the schedules around for this because I was still shooting at Carly. And they're like, yeah, we just want you to go off. I was like, what? And so then I went to set and I just, they're like, yeah, we're going to put a camera on you and just go off. And I remember when I saw the movie, like, they let me screen it um, on Netflix before we did the premiere. And I have the last line in the movie and it was improv and I screamed. And then I cried. It's and then amazing. I texted him and I was like, what the fuck? So that, like, so stuff like that does happen. But sometimes, but like, this ain't gonna be that. No. <laughs> sci-fi movie? No. Ooh. Everybody has to be on the same page. And in a sci-fi movie, there's like 1,300 people. Also, it's supposed to be like complicated stuff. Like, we're going to Quadrant 4. Like, you can go ahead and actors just be like, uh, we gotta get the shooting floggers into the space and moppers. Spindle. I don't know. What that wasn't we... helpful. Yeah, no. This is not <laughs> a good idea. So in Sao Paulo, Carl received complaints that he mistreated the team, including shouting and cursing at them. Huh? He's probably like, make up better lines. <laughs> we need a script. 
<laughs> Motherfuckers. Do the script. <laughs> Yelling at the extras to write a script. <laughs> right. This isn't good. So it, it's probably why you're yelling at him. He's like, hold on, I'm trying to do the script real quick. <laughs> so in Budapest, he went days without sleep. Mm, how you doing that? <laughs> and accused his wife of plotting to have him assassinated. Okay, mm, this is giving to Kane again. Yeah, we've lost the plot. So after filming wrapped in late 2019, Gabriella hired a professional to try to convince Carl to enter rehab. Mm-hmm. Okay. After several friends and families staged, yeah, staged an intervention. So they staged an intervention and they were like, all right, Carl, baby, it's time. They're it's like, time where's to go. the 50 million? He's like, in my nose. <laughs> it might be. It might be. Maybe that's why they ran out of money when they were shooting them four to 10 minute things. He's like, if we're shooting 24 hours straight, everybody on set needs cocaine. And you know that. <laughs> you know that. We we predicted that very early because it was like, how are you staying awake? <laughs> and also, that's probably why they ran out of money. Like, Carl. So, however, Carl maintained that he was sober and mentally well. Baby. Okay. So, in the beginning of 2020, COVID was fast approaching and Carl had asked Netflix to send him more money to finish production. They had already spent $44.3 million on Conquest and with Carl missing several milestones and being undecided on two versions of the script. Okay, so he got At a script. At least we have a script. And we got two versions. We had no versions before. <laughs> Let's shoot it both ways. We need more money. We need more money. Netflix was hesitant. Ah. Uh... Now you're hesitant, Netflix. Okay. (laughs) But after claiming the entire production was at the risk of collapse, Netflix eventually wired $11 million and gave Carl permission to begin working on the longer version of the script that would go into another season. So I want to say this. Uh, We talk about this a lot. It's just a thing in economics, and this is a thing in scams that we should always remember. Once a a cost is sunk, once you put money into something, it is a sunk cost. There's no point in throwing good money after bad. Once you have lost money, consider it a loss. Mm-hmm. You are not going to recoup more money by throwing more money at it. You are just going to lose more money. They should have called you. Walk away. Cut your losses. Cut Say, your we'll losses. take what you have. Right. They should have been like, send over what you got. Somebody was not watching the dailies. Yeah, it doesn't. It, and and you know what they gave him? Remember, they gave him final, final cut. cut. This is way too much trust. What? Because yeah, he had know, like, long hair and a ponytail, and he was a white man. Exactly. These are the times where they're like, "Oh, who'd you? Whose dick did you suck over there?" It's like, whose dick did he suck over there? What's happening? He had a failed one hundred seventy-five million dollar movie that he directed and an award for a commercial at Commercial Con. I bombed once at Hilarious in Cleveland, and I'm not invited back. But he sank. <laughs> he directed it. <laughs> I'm baffled. They really My bomb was in, like, up. 2011, okay? It's been years. And I want to put this out there. Napoleon was a $200 million movie. I thought we were going historical there, but now we're, yes, both. <laughs> I know, I know where we're going. <laughs> No, Napoleon the movie yeah. with Joaquin Phoenix mm-hmm. was a $200 million movie. Wow. I think it's made $22 million. Wow. And nobody's talking about that. What? 
I guess. But they, and I, and I need more people to talk about it. Being a comic mostly and not in this world as much as in directing or financing or producing, I'm just like, 200 million? Is that normal? I'm like, is, is this money laundering? What's going I'm on? I'm confused. It's because it's starting to give money laundering. 50 million went to COVID supervisors. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you to put your mask down. Bro, that COVID supervision job, I wish I had gotten involved in that because the COVID supervisors on some of my sets, I was like, bro, did y'all just take an online quiz and then they just let you come in here and just act a fool? Because I had some people, like, I remember one set, we had this guy and he put up on his podium COVID police, which made me uncomfortable. Like, like, what it. do you mean police? Take the shit down. And one time I remember he started coming in. He would just like, sometimes he would bring us like lasagna and shit. So like, I'm not eating your house food, bro. Aren't you the COVID? We're not supposed to be eating on set. Eating on set. And I definitely am not eating your house food. I don't eat house food. And he, I remember one time he started coming in with different hand sanitizer. He was like, oh, we have some new flavors. He was like, this one was like berry. And this one's like, <laughs> I'm not even joking. He was like, this is cucumber. I'm like, are these above 70%? Because <laughs> just giving back the body works, my guy. He's like, I made him at home. Try my lasagna-scented <laughs> hand sanitizer. They just let anybody do this made-up job, bro. How much will they pay? I know. Some of them took it very seriously, which I do want to respect. Oh, I've been on some sets where it was very serious. <laughs> but I liked it when they turned the other cheek so I could house a banana and a granola <laughs> bar in my chair. <laughs> just let me shove this in my mouth. Right. Some sets. Woo. They were very, very serious. But, you know, it, you know, it varied. Some we sense made it. It was just a guy. We made it out. <laughs> but so they sent him $11 million. <clears throat> Carl transferred $10.5 million of the $11 million to his personal brokerage account no. at Charles Schwab. Oh, my <laughs> God. And using options, placed risky bets on the stock market. Stop. This, I could never. Now, my question is, my question is, how? <laughs> Why? <laughs> is there, is that how, when you, <laughs> is he in jail? When you shoot, okay. So how you, when you, and why you win, you win, you how you, and how you win, you why. <laughs> I thought, you know when. <laughs> I haven't even put money I rightfully earned in the stock market. Let alone, we have a business. <laughs> this is baffling. I just thought when you did a production... That if they give you a budget, you can't just put that budget in your in your wallet. In your wallet. <laughs> so it's actually my portfolio, bitches. I didn't know you could do that. I thought you had. He's to... like, he's like Ted Sarandos. So you didn't say I had to use it for my movie. I just said I needed forty four million dollars. I said I was gonna I use it say for, what? for the movie. <laughs> I just said send me forty four million dollars. What I you thought mean? we were friends. I actually never said for what. I thought you had to invoice or like send it to the person or like, what is it for? Oh, is it for cameras? Is it for like payroll? Is it for overtime? I thought they would be directly invoicing. Why is it just, they just sent him the money? Mm. So, okay. 
So they transferred this money directly to him. And he put it in his personal brokerage account. And then he just got on the start market and was like, run it up. Put it on black. Wow. <laughs> Did he lose it all? So one of his bets was on shares of the biotech firm Gilead Sciences, which had just announced it was testing a COVID antiviral drug. Now, remember, COVID was popping. So That's true. This might have been a good bet. The Gilead is the Gilead is giving what's what are they? Oh, handmade tail. Thank you. Low key, and I'm I'm kind of like hmm. Maybe he was onto something. He had a hot tip. I know. <laughs> I don't know. He's like ten million on masks. Right. Ooh, I I wish I had gotten a big mask. I know. Me too. <sighs> and big glove would have been smart. Big smock even. <laughs> smocks. Smocks had a moment. And I remember being on set and that everybody was dressed like they was an extra in Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. And I was like, and it happened for a little while. And then they realized, like, why do we have these people changing these smocks? Because I feel like gloves and masks, like, that felt necessary. And obviously masks really work. And they stayed around the longest. Yeah. But smocks, I feel like, were the scammer of all the PPE. Because smocks were like, us too, us too, y'all need a smock. <laughs> You don't want to cough that dirty sickness on your own shirt. Yeah, because then it's on your shirt. Then, like, it's it's going to get on your mouth later when you get home. Like, you need a smock. <laughs> I remember my makeup artists used to have to wear smocks, and then they would have to change their smocks in between actors. And no. I was like, what? And I feel like that was just big smock being like, nah, y'all need smocks. Yeah, like, need y'all smocks. also need foot booties. Yeah, everybody need a booty on your foot. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want big hospital sock to get into. Y'all need these socks with the little white things on the bottom. Everybody needs socks because COVID going to get on y'all feet. <laughs> I want the hair net people to get it. Y'all need y'all going to want COVID in your follicles now. It's not going to look, look good without a hair net. <laughs> Everyone just trying to get it. <laughs> like, masks can't have all the fun. We, we want some. <laughs> so he also wagered on the S&P 500 index, which had already declined more than 30% and would fall further. So okay. that wasn't a good bet. Carl lost $5.9 million in a matter of weeks. Dude. Around the same time, executives at Netflix began receiving emails from Carl in which he claimed to have found a way to map the coronavirus signal emanating within the earth. So Netflix began receiving emails. Don't you want to know who? I do. Is it just one person in development that's like, I don't know, man, I got to keep this our secret. <laughs> if they find out what I've done, They're like, how much I've hired. greenlit this. And now he is sending me co- emails saying <laughs> that he knows where COVID is coming out of the Earth's core. <laughs> we gave him $50 million. Oh, my God. We're going to lose our jobs, man. Because <laughs> now this is on whoever greenlit this, too, because this is a director and the writer and he is now sending you conspiracy emails. This has nothing to do with production. I get some of those, but... He's like, these are not the dailies. This is not, oh, hey, Carl, how's it going with production? How's the shoot schedule? Are we are we all scheduled? Like, how's everything going? No, this is, this is conspiracy. He's sending you shit that he should be posting on Facebook. <laughs> this is shit your uncle should be DMing you on Facebook. This is shit that your mama sends you links to on Instagram DM. Or in the family group chat. This is not shit you send to a Netflix executive. No. This is wild. So, executives grew so concerned that they consulted with the LAPD Threat Management Union, which concluded that Carl didn't seem like a threat. So now they call the police. Whoa! So y'all calling the police on Carl? 
Does he still work for you? Wow. I can't believe they called the police on Carl. And then, of course, the police were like, I don't know. He seems pretty He seems cool. Good. He gave us a million dollars. <laughs> Charles he, Rob. He said, he said go have fun. Bet on black. <laughs> Bet on black. So we're wrapping up here. But it was enough, right? This is enough. They Once you call the police on the person that you gave $50 million to, I feel like we got to wrap this up. On March 18th, 2021, Netflix wow. emailed Carl to say they no longer saw a way forward with the production. And he had decided and had decided to stop funding Conquest. He was free to take the show elsewhere, but whoever acquired it would have to reimburse Netflix for what it had spent. Damn. The problem was, Carl had begun using the rest of the most recent money to invest in Dogecoin. Stop. <laughs> That is the problem. That's the third of many problems. I'm just... I love how even Netflix was like, you know what? It actually... It, se- it seems like it's not working out. I would have emailed, get away from us. <laughs> and stay away from us. Leave us alone. And pay us our get money back. Get a job. <laughs> I cannot believe this. They walked away with a 50... 50- mi- you know how crazy you gotta be for Netflix to be like, hey, just don't don't ever come back to the your badge doesn't work anymore. <laughs> Take the 50 mil. Uh, just don't call us anymore. Don't send us any emails. And we're good and we're fine. Everything's good. Thanks for the info on the Earth's core. We still like you a lot. We think you're a super great guy. We believe in conquest. Yeah. We, we want you to sell it. Yeah. But just whoever you sell it to, just like, if we could get our 50 mil back, that would be tight. Let them know there's a tab. That's all. Just a little tab. But, you know, go with God. So he's he's still got money in Dogecoin, right? Uh-huh. So while he made out with nearly $27 million when he liquidated his Dogecoin, he immediately put his money not back into the production, but on a spending spree. No. Mm. What did he get? Carl bought five Rolls Royces. A Ferrari. $387,600. Vacheron Constantine watch. Okay. Am I saying that right? Who cares? <laughs> I don't I don't own $400,000 watches. So I was like, Vacheron. <laughs> a Vacheron Constantine watch for about 400 grand or 400,000 grand, $400,000, excuse me. And millions of dollars worth of high-end furniture no. and designer clothing, totaling $8.7 million. Wow. I mean, he knows what to buy. I don't even know where to get a $387,000 watch. In supermarket I don't know sweep, where to find that. He's <laughs> running for the hams. Oh, yeah. He's running for the hams. He's running for the cheeses, the wheel cheeses, the <sighs> dog food. You know he's going to get a lot of uh, the Benadryls, as many as you can get. He's... <laughs> I Listen, am... he gonna get all the door prizes. He picking up all the big plastic ones, throwing them up in the front first, running back. Why didn't they say give us that money back right away? They just were like, yeah, it's all good. But it's just all let good, us know buddy. if you sell it. Yeah, if you sell it, like we just want our cut. Sell but... what? But please don't email us anymore. Like that's so, this is wild. 
Like, they didn't want to sue. They didn't want to... Nothing. He's just out here spending. Maybe they just wanted this to go quietly into the night and, and not be embarrassed by the fact that they gave a lunatic $50 million. Oh, no, you know? Yeah, we know now. We definitely know now. At the same time, Carl and Gabriella were in the middle of a bitter divorce. Sounds and it's possible right. the purchases were intended to hide his assets in the middle of the divorce proceedings, which makes sense. Okay. Because if you spend, like, you can go liquid. Well, you know what? That doesn't make sense to me, though, because he bought depreciating assets. Right. Like, if you're going to buy a car, as soon as you drive it off the lot, it's worth way less than what you purchased same it for. for furniture. Furniture and the watch. If anything, art. Done yeah, art. he should have bought art. That's how you launder money, baby. He should have gone to Art Basel and ran it up. Like, and then stored his cocaine behind it. <laughs> like a classy person. What are you doing? This is not how you hide assets. Come on, buddy. We taught you better than this. So in public, Carl claims the cars and furniture were props for conquest. But in private, Carl is claiming that the money is not only contractually his, but that Netflix owes him $14 million more. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Yo, he got to audacity. Say, to say they all, and you know what? You actually owe me more. The audacity of Carl, man. Forget the audacity of hope. Sorry, Barack. The audacity of Carl. Truly. Wowzers. He said, I spent 50 of your things, and I, I would actually like 14 more. How was he? Also, he stole $10.5 million from production and just started gambling on the stock market. I feel bad when I take too much from Crafty. <laughs> like a full, unopened gum. At this point, knowing what Carl did, the next time I'm at Crafty, I'm going to back my car up to that bitch. I'm going to just fucking put the whole table in my trunk. Put the Annie's in my trunk. <laughs> All the bunnies. Now I'm going to be like, actually load the trays up and the little kerosene under the bottom. I'm a, I'm a, I want to keep it warm on the drive. <laughs> what are these things called? Like the little chafing dishes, yeah, the or chafing something. Dish, yeah, I'll take it all. Yeah, <laughs> no, you can leave the little blue thing, the little heat thing. You can keep it running. <laughs> I want to keep it warm while I'm driving. Now that's cool. I take the table too. I could use some of them little fold-out tables when I have company. <laughs> this is actually unprecedented, Lacey. They're like, have you heard of Carl? <laughs> right? Have you heard of Carl? Because he stole. <laughs> He stole like fifty million from Netflix, so this is light work. Y'all can y'all can afford In another fact, table. You owe me a sandwich. Yeah, and I'll get it tomorrow. I'll be back <laughs> tomorrow for that. Okay, <laughs> I want more. So the case is currently in the middle of arbitration with pri with the primary factor being that the money Netflix sent Carl was contingent on him making the show they paid for, and he has not. Hmm. So they have a case. Like, so yeah. Carl went after Netflix and they're in the middle of arbitration right now. So bold. And Netflix is like, well, we were going to give you $14 million if you made the show. And he's like, well, I was going to make the show, but then y'all canceled the show. Now, the point. If he wins. If he wins, is like. Right in the world. Honestly, <sighs> this is like Darvo. It's like that reverse victim thing that he's doing. Yeah. But what's curious to me here is that if it's public knowledge that he asked for more money for production and we know that he took out of the $11 million, 10.5 of the million, put it in his own personal Charles Schwab, Charles Schwab, and then gambled it on the stock market, 
how is that not embezzling from production? And if we know that, why is that not? I know. Pro- a part of sometimes this. laws are and lawsuits are so wild that well, well, we actually didn't press charges for that thing. I mean, you know, like a, when a case goes off and they're like, mm-hmm. get off scot free. You're like, how did this happen? How did this happen? Like, oh, we didn't press the right charges. It's just like, well, it doesn't even seem like that. that I'm not even seeing that in the research that we have here. That it doesn't even seem like Netflix is bringing that up as an issue. Right. This is fishy. Yeah. I can't believe What's he's walking the earth. Yo, Carl, write the book. Because I want to read it. I need to know. I, I, we, I think we need the wife to, ex-wife to write the book, right? Yes. Gabriella. Because I think we're going to get an alternate universe from him. Yeah, you're right. With a lot of conspiracy theories and yeah. stuff about the Earth's core. He's going to ramble a lot before he gets to the point. It's going to be like when, you know, you look up a recipe and they want you to stay on the website for a real long time. So then they start telling you a story about their granny. And I'm like, okay, but how many cups of flour do I need? <laughs> Scrolling through. Yeah. And it's like, but then my granny had a club foot. And I'm like, the flour, girl. Get back to the flour. Like, <laughs> How many tablespoons of spot? Please. <laughs> they're like, so when she would make this dough, she would have to sit sometimes. Okay, but I want to make the dough. Like, get to the baking soda. Is Come it on. A dash? Right. How many dashes? And they're like, speaking of dashes, my dog was also named Dash. And then he would run in the yard. And I'm like, if you don't tell me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you're right. We need the wife. We need the wife to write the book. Yeah. You know what? We need those deets. Carl. You are iconic because I don't know how the hell you did this, and I want to. <laughs> I want to do it myself. I know. <laughs> I didn't know that was an option. Oh, we've reached the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for being here, Beth. This was a blast. I'll never be the same after knowing that Carl's out there. <laughs> I don't think I will either. This is. Am I emboldened or am I? I want to be emboldened. I... I'm not surprised, but I'm. No. I'm shocked because he's not in jail, and then also not surprised. But yeah. We need that Carl confidence. Yeah. And we do. And you know what? You know what? I'm emboldened. I'm going to take a page. <laughs> no, you know what? I'll end up in jail. So I'm not going to take a page right. out of his book, but I am going to take the audacity of Carl. Yeah. And we always ask Beth at the end, is there anything you want to plug? Anything you want to share? Any social media? Well, you've been lovely about mentioning my special. It's out mm-hmm. now on Netflix. It's called If You Didn't mm-hmm. Want Me Then. Please watch it. My name is Beth. Watch it. Beth Stelling. If you didn't want me then. And Beth actually made her special and put it on Netflix. True. Okay? So you can watch it. I did. I bet on myself. It. And, it, and it sold. Yes. And it sold. Unlike Carl. Okay? <laughs> and I delivered. <laughs> she she delivered. Okay? <laughs> and delivered. Okay? It's good. Y'all get out there if you didn't want me then. Um, and social media? Any places? Uh, just at Beth Stelling. I guess I, I'm on Instagram. Yeah, I think you are. You'll be on there. Everything else is not it's good yeah i mean you be on the things yeah i'm on there and um as always if you want to see these photos you're going to want to see these photos scam goddess pod on instagram if you want to chat with me scam goddess pod on twitter and if you want to see me and my shenanigans d-i-v-a-l-a-c-i diva lacy on all platforms and san francisco i don't know if there's any tickets left but sketch fest january 24th First, at the Cobb Theater, 7 p.m., come to Scam Goddess Live. It is going to be lit, y'all. Y'all already know if you come to these live shows, they are absolutely insane. So, uh, y'all pull up. If there's any tickets left, pull up. Boom, me. And congregation, y'all get out there and y'all, y'all stay Carly. Scam <laughs> <laughs> Goddess. 
This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. Our producer is Judith Cargbo. Our production coordinator is Abby Aguilar. And our audio engineer is Sam Keeper. Research for the show is done by Caitlin Brandt. Stay scheming. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.